welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? Oh, it's going swell if you're in a... Fantasy football playoffs. Hey, yeah, I know you guys are in the fantasy football playoffs. I am in the fantasy football playoffs, and a lot of our listeners are probably in the fantasy football playoffs. So congratulations! And if you didn't, psh, who cares? You get a better draft pick. That's right. You know what I mean? We preach it all the time when you talk dynasty. I always say it all the time. Even when you're losing, you're winning. So now, if you just missed a playoffs and you just barely missed a playoffs because something stupid happened, like you know Daniel Jones fumbles. Uh, on the last play of the game, and you lose by point four points of the game because of the last fumble. I mean, something like that happens, and you miss the playoffs. Hey, now you're the sixth pick. That's way better. That's not bad. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's way better. It's gonna than be a juicy. Pick. It's gonna be a juicy. Pick. It's gonna be a juicy draft coming up too. So I mean, these running backs just are getting better and better and better. I mean, did we watch J.K. Dobbins play against Michigan? Oof. Oof. Might have caught a couple plays of that game. Now listen, I haven't watched a lot of tape yet. Like I've only watched DeAndre Swift in depth. And obviously, I've watched every snap of J.K. Dobbins' career. So this is biased. But if I find a running back that's better than J.K. Dobbins that's not DeAndre Swift, they're going to they're blow me away. Because J.K. Dobbins, to me, is unbelievable. He Everything looked, he does. His blocking, yep. terrific. His lateral agility, top notch. Yep. Pass catching. Can he catch the ball? A1. Oh, yeah. A1. Put that shit with some steak. That's, that's good stuff. <laughs> Cut up, put it right in my mouth. I want it. J.K. Dobbins, give it to me. Number two overall right now in my rookie rankings. Now, I only have in depth of two people, DeAndre Swift and J.K. Dobbins. So so there you go. <laughs> One, so, two. so he's also last. Yeah, that's another way of putting it. <laughs> no, because I've watched like I've watched a little of, like I've watched more than a little of Jonathan Williams, Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah, not in depth. But doesn't, right. The, he doesn't wow me, you know. J.K. Dobbins wows me. Yeah, and it's, it's and not only between them, like oh, because you're Ohio State homer. I don't homer on anybody at Ohio State ever. We had Mike Thomas as the fourth ranked receiver. I mean, the only time I think I ever homer, I was Zeke Elliott. I was right. Yeah, and, and that one was pretty obvious. I remember people yelled at me. I was like, you could argue when Zeke came out. I was like, you can argue Zeke right now is in the one one of dynasty running backs. People were like, you're just Ohio State homer. And then the very next year, people were like, oh, Zeke's the one one in dynasty rankings. And I'm like, hey, is that good? I see similarities in. I, I love a running back, same reason I like DeAndre Swift, right? A running back that can be a three-down back. Yep. In the NFL, right out the gates, that does everything well, and that has the, 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 the balance and lateral agility of a player like J.K. Dobbins. Like J.K. Dobbins, to me, for see, it doesn't matter what scheme he goes to and what team he goes to, he will be successful. Absolutely. Same with DeAndre Swift. It doesn't matter. But the good thing is both those guys are laying on teams that need a running back, and they'll be utilized as their one, you know, the starting running back. So... And then we, we even talk like this. This class has a lot of receivers, a lot of receivers. But I think like we're, when we get to the end of it, we're gonna be like, you know, the twenty twenty one class has got a lot of receivers too, they do. and they're all pretty good. So why don't we just yeah. go ahead and grab some of these running backs now? Uh, I'm in multiple leagues. I'm like, I'm just gonna really focus on these running backs. Thing. Obviously, you take best player available. Yeah, if one falls, whatever, you absolutely do that. But yeah, there's there's so many. I mean, we spent what fifteen minutes before the pod just talking about different names, different guys that are popping up. It's uh, it's so much fun. Well, we'll get to that very soon. And by soon, I mean a month or now. 
Yeah, it, sh- it should be. Yeah, it, I think right, right after right the NFL corner. season yeah. um, ends, we'll probably drop our first uh, way too early twenty twenty mock draft. <sighs> Can't wait. Garrett's gonna be way more knowledgeable then. So that gives me a lot of time to start watching <laughs> tape here. I got. I'm gonna start slowly. Like I want to watch like two games of like everybody that's great as a first round, just to get like that real like way yeah. too early twenty mock draft uh, feel for it, and then get into it. Absolutely. But then we're gonna get be knee deep in this rookie content. And if you need rookie content, I mean, being a part of the nerd herd is the way to go. Uh, I know we talked last week about the, the issues we were having. Literally the next day, those issues were cleared up. Weird how that happens. All you have to do is just send it out there into the ether, and things get yeah. solved. All we had to hit, all we had to send them was literally something we've had this entire time. It was great. It was annoying, but great. Uh, I mean, I, I literally sent them my entire life, so hopefully they never get hacked because yeah. they've got everything of me it, it, possible. <laughs> PayPal's new uh, profile picture is Matt O'Hara. Yeah, basically, it's great. Yep. Uh, but if you want to join Nerd, it's all cleared up on there, ready to go. And we dropped what Garrett about fifteen more videos of rookies. Easy. Yep. So easy. If you want to dominate, if you've been waiting to join the nerd herd and you've been wanting to get a piece of that, then this is the time because now you're getting ready for the off season. Best way to do that is read articles, look at rankings and watch tape. Well, the nerd has all that for you. And the tape is the best way you're going to get that dynasty film room is unreal. Unreal. It's going to be my, it's going to be my baby for the next, uh, well, not six months, but yeah, for six months, I'm still not there yet. I'm still not diving into film, but this is where I start creeping in, you know, dipping your toe in. Yeah, we only, in there. we've only got what four more weeks of fantasy football. Yeah, yeah, that's only, only four more weeks of the season of the regular season. Right, so fantasy, three, fantasy three more football weeks is only fan- three. Yeah. Yeah. God, it goes by so quick when mm-hmm. we're having fun, right? Super fast. Yeah, unless you unless you were like oh and you know twelve or oh and thirteen, you're like oh thank God it's over. Oh my gosh, <laughs> just can I just draft DeAndre Swift now? Can I just draft him now? I mean, is he, is he the clear 1-1? One, one? I would say he's consensus right now. I would say 90% of people I've seen have him as the 1-1 one, one right now. But we'll see because things change. Things can change. Things Lots can change. of stuff. NFL draft changes a lot. I mean, at this point, was Josh Jacobs the 1-1 one, one last year? Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think this early in the process he was. I don't think it was till after the bowl games yeah. that he was and that's the thing, really elevated. There can be – I mean, the people sit out bowl games because of what reason? Injuries, and that could yep. still happen to any one of these players. Absolutely. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah, look at Tua. We're good. Yep. So let's get in this episode. Today's episode, we're going to kind of cover this week. And then in the Nerd Herd episode this week, which, of course, you get if you join the Nerd Herd as well, not only you get all those awesome tools and everything, but you get a bonus podcast. So if you like this podcast now, just imagine if you got twice as much. Oh, my God. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can get you get to hear me uh, mispronounce words, make up words. Don't put Jesus at the end of the words. Rankins, God bless them. Uh and all that fun stuff for an extra hour. But in that Nerd Nerd episode, we're going to redraft the 2019 rookies. And how Ooh. we, now that the regular season's over, how do we see them? Well, we're going to tell you in the next episode. We're we'll going to redraft them. We'll let you know. So before we get into that, obviously, I got to talk to you about our sponsor. It's obvious, right? Like, clearly, this episode. Yeah. You know, normally we do it first thing, but I kind of had to rope you guys in here a little bit. But dynastyowner.com. Dynastyowner.com right now is uh, getting ready for their launch next year. We filled up their beta super quick. Well over a thousand people joined that beta real quick and those guys got the advantage of being able to use dynastyowner.com for free and going forward. You can still get on their waiting list for the twenty twenty season on dynastyowner.com and get ready to play Dynasty Fantasy Football in a whole new way. Again, this is not auction. This is you being a GM and using dynasty dollars to the actual NFL salary cap, paying NFL salaries. I know Matt and I uh later tonight are gonna do an actual mock draft on their site and kind of draft the best team we think is possible. 
And we already have we have a pretty good strategy going into it. We do. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, so that's gonna be on the Dynasty Owner uh, podcast. We're gonna bust that out for them. And then, uh, yeah, they have their mock draft duel coming soon. It's really nice. It's a good way to play fantasy football. You still have a chance to sign up on their wait list. Um, get your name on there because you know some people are gonna drop out, and if other people's loss will be your gain to play a new fantasy football format for free. Check it out. The beta dynastyowner.com. Check them out today. Play fantasy football in a whole new way where you're actually going to be the GM of an actual team and you get to manage a salary cap and the players going forward. Dynastyowner.com. Check them out today. Now let's get into this week, guys, and what we have going on here. Uh, big news today, Ron Rivera fired. Whew. Yeah, right. Uh, kind of, I mean, the writing has been kind of on the wall the past you know, couple of weeks. There's been some some things coming out from the owners and whatnot. But I, I think it was still a little bit shocking, the timing of it all. Uh, yeah. At least to me. I watched an interview with uh, David Tapper today, the owner. He just said, you know, the reason I did it today was because I knew I knew this week that I was going to go in a different direction. And I respect Ron too much to start interviewing people behind his back and making these decisions behind, behind his back. So I just did this today because I want to get a jump on this process. Sure. And I don't want anything. Like, I'm not, I don't operate my business that way. So I just want to see what other coaches are here that might possibly stay here or audition for a new job. And the only way to do that is to give them an opportunity. And I also don't want to be interviewing other coaches or trying to find somebody else to take Ron's job while he's still there. So I respect him too much. So that made sense. It makes a lot of sense. And on top of that, it actually gives Ron a jump too. Because a lot of times, you know, once these teams are eliminated from playoff contention, they're already wanting to start looking at their new coach. So uh, I, I think it, it actually helps Ron as well. Oh, for sure. And he's a solid coach. I mean, yeah. he'll, he'll get another opportunity. He's been there, what, nine years? It's not like he was just a flash in the pan. Right. In this day, in this day and age, nine years at a, with a team is a long time. For sure. It's a long time. Not. I know we have the Bill Belichicks out there. and I mean, look at Andy Reid. Andy Reid hasn't even been with the Chiefs for nine years. You know what I mean? It's like right. every every great coach eventually gets fired. Right. Absolutely. Unless you're Bill Belichick. But he's the best of all time, so it's different. Yeah. And and they promoted from within, you know, obviously um, Perry um Perry Fuel is the, the the secondary coach gets bumped up to head coach, and then Norv Turner is actually um, kind of assisting the, uh, head the, coach. the head coach yeah. now, and, that, and then his son is getting elevated to OC. So there is going to be a little bit of a shakeup, but I wouldn't think you know schematically and and from a fantasy perspective, there's going to be much of a difference there. Not this season. However, could it shake up things next season? Oh, it, it definitely will. But I, you know, for the playoffs, right. I would expect it. You yeah, know, CMC, DJ yeah. Moore, all those guys are fine. And, yeah. I, don't, and I, I think the only thing that's going to shake up is here: does a new coach want Cam Newton or not? That's really about that's it. That's going to so be the biggest thing. That's going to help. You know, that could obviously hurt Curtis Samuel. That could hurt uh, DJ Moore. But the way I look at it, guys, is obviously Christian McCaffrey is too talented. It doesn't matter who's coming there. If a rookie run it quarterback comes in there, it helps Christian McCaffrey because they're going to run the ball. He's going to be a safety net to dump the ball off to. To me, Christian McCaffrey will still be the 1-1 in redraft leagues next year. Regardless, if they bring in a veteran quarterback, it still does not hurt Christian McCaffrey. So he's safe. He's bulletproof, right? So the only thing we're worried about is Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. And what DJ Moore has already shown me this year, uh, a 22-year-old receiver is on pace for 1,200 yards is like, okay. Look what he's doing, Kyle Allen. Like, yeah. so everything we're seeing now is with a rookie quarterback. I can't imagine getting too much work. I mean, you would need a total mix-up and a complete like 180 when it comes to like coaching philosophy. For and sure. I just don't see that coming for Carolina. So I don't think for a coaching staff for this offense, I think the only thing we're gonna be looking at is does Cam Newton come back or does he not? And before I was like, oh, he's for sure coming back. And now that Rivera's out, 
I will no longer say he's for sure coming back. No, I, you can see a big shakeup coming. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, he, if they moved on from Cam in the offseason. And just draft the guy? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this, right now this two injury makes it interesting because this is a quarterback that some people could, you know, they already have Kyle Allen under contract, right? And, they, and they're playing with the him. Transition. So they could do something as simple as, hey, let's see how Kyle Allen comes back next year. And maybe they move up in the draft a little bit, or maybe they can stand pat where they're at because they're not a, their record's not there, and this is an opportunity for them to possibly lose more games. But then maybe because of Tua's injury, that Tua slips, and they get a guy like Tua, yep. or they get a guy like Herbert, or they get a guy like Fromm uh, that could come in there, or Bryce Love, you know, somebody that can come in here and be the quarterback of the future. Yeah, it's definitely possible. So I, again, I don't think the firing's anything crazy. Um, let's talk about another quarterback, though. We're talking about quarterbacks that got their first start. It seems like a lot of these quarterbacks that are coming in on their first starts are getting uh, getting some good action out there. You know, like yeah. Brandon Allen, Bucky Hodges, you know, Kyle Allen, Minshew, you know, looked earlier. But Drew Locke finally makes his uh, debut for the, the Denver Broncos. Comes in there. Doesn't why you with the stats. You know, he, he, 18 for 28, 134 yards, two touchdowns, interception. Uh, but he got the W. Yeah. He... he- he showed off the thing that, you know, we, we talked about in the offseason. I don't think I was here for the quarterback episode, but it was one of the things you guys said. There was a lot that you were concerned about, but the one thing that was obviously there was the arm strength. Yeah, yeah. And he, he had that on full display on some of those deep passes where he can get it there with ease, like with ease. He's got an arm. He's got an absolute arm. Accuracy, eh, pocket presence, eh, but he definitely has an arm. So, yeah, I think he's got a lot of development, obviously, still to go. But I think he's come a little ways from, you know, the little bit I saw in that one game than, you know, compared to what I was looking at in in the college game. Because, he, I mean, he, he just freaked out. I mean, like, that's that's the only way I could really describe him, you know, watching his tape. He just he looked like he panicked um, under any sort of pressure. And, you know, you saw him step into a couple of throws with guys around him. So that was a nice positive sign. Didn't trip over anything. Didn't fall over, which right. was nice. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how he can grow because his arm was always an elite talent. Right, Absolutely. And he's got a great weapon there to grow with in Cortland Sun. I mean, that Cortland Sun sure. catch was unbelievable. Unbelievable. In the guy, end I mean, that guy's turning into a complete stud right in front of him. We mentioned, that, we mentioned this six weeks ago about Cortland Sutton. Like, this is the guy to go get. And I said, remember, I was like, oh, well, Devontae Adams, you know, this is, like, the mm-hmm. guy you have to go get. I, like, I think Cortland Sutton's my guy to go get. I, this, the, I'm, I will I will double down on that to the point where, like, I, you guys you guys said before, like, I wouldn't give the one, one you know, a, anything above one three for Cortland Sutton. I think that's where you stopped it at. I, think, I think that's where I stopped it at, yeah. Like, I, I would have, I know this sounds crazy because elite running back will get you anybody you want. Right. But Cortland Sutton is just if you need to run. And I said this. Remember, I said, if you need a running back, don't do it. But if you need a receiver. Yeah, I would take if I need a receiver, if I was set at running back and I had the one one. I would I would give up for Cortland Sutton today. He, he's going to be a monster. He's gonna, he, he looks unbelievable. He gets better and better every single week. He's making the difficult catches. He, he's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy. But, yeah, but he has good size. Yeah, he's big. He's right. got good size. I mean, that's right. I mean, yeah. He's big. He's, yep. he's big. You know, runs good routes, and his hands have been unbelievable. And that catches, that's that's DeAndre Hopkins, yep. you know, material right there. Yeah, it's, it's contested catches. He just goes up and gets balls, and, and, you know, he's got a real good my ball mentality. Which and, will be great for a guy like Drew Locke. Yeah, and at, and at the same time, like, I know it's silly to say, yeah, I'd give 1-1. One, one. It's unnecessary. I don't think you'd have to give 1-1. One, one. But you might... I mean, if you own Cortland's son, one, I'm not training him. But two, like, 
if somebody offers you one four for Cortland Sutton and you have Cortland Sutton, are you taking it? I probably wouldn't. No, if you have one three. Right now, you have one three, and I'm like, hey, dude, I'll give you Cortland, or you, I have you have Cortland Sutton, I have one three, and I'm like, hey, I'll give you my one three for Cortland Sutton. You would take are, that? Are we assuming everything's neutral, like even running back, wide receiver on my team? Everything's neutral. Yeah, yeah, I would. You would take one three? I think one three would be the highest I could go. So, I don't think I could do one one or one two. So this goes back to my argument again. I know we're gonna have the same argument. <laughs> same argument we did two weeks ago. Now, do you, have you changed your mind at all? Would you rather have one three? Ah. Uh. I'm looking at somebody bang, gang up on Garrett. No, I know. <laughs> G- gang, no ganging up here today. <laughs> no banging, just the ganging. Just, <laughs> just the ganging. All right. Yeah. Getting a little tricky. No, I don't think I would. I, I, that's, you'd, keep, you'd keep sun? It's, it's, you're getting into very gray area, a very tough question. I know that's why you asked me. But, no, I, I, think, I'd keep, I think I'd keep the 1-3 is what, I, what I'm saying. You wouldn't take sun? No, I don't think so. Okay. I, I really like him, but I think that's that's – Still my line in the sand. So you guys would, you feel more comfortable that one of these rookie receivers then are going to come in and be better? No, the rookie running backs. Right, the rookie running backs. So the third running back in this class will be better than Cortland Sutton. A a young wide receiver one. I think so. Okay. Uh, But if you're telling me apples for apples, would I take Cortland Sutton over any wide receiver in this class as we see it right now? Yes, I would. Okay. So that's fair. Ditto there. Yeah. And then you're, so you're going to use it. Then you would use the third running back as the collateral to trade for just, or just have. I if, guess. if I needed a wide receiver and I was sitting there with the one three, I would give the one three. Okay. So, I mean, I it is that, all about, I guess like, that all is, it depends the, the trading, on the trading. Yeah. The trading becomes more need for me. Yep. Cause again, yeah. I mean, I would take him over any receiver for sure. I'd always take the for sure thing over a rookie. Always. Mm-hmm. Definitely when it comes to a young talent. Like Cortland Sutton, because to me right now, I, I'm where to call Cortland Sutton a, a for sure thing. He's gonna next year is gonna be his third year. He's gonna come into his, into his third year, hopefully a little bit more rapport with Drew Locke. And you said with Drew Locke's arm, and you know with his radius to go get the ball, I think it's gonna be a really it's a good I, match. It's, it's good match. Yep. So it's interesting. So with Drew Locke, this obviously having those kind of weapons helps him. They can use another big receiver on the outside out there. And if Fant um, develops, that would be huge for him as well. Which he should. He should. So, I know we're talking about Drew Locke, and I go back to Cortland Sun, but he just he does he wows me every yeah. week, and it just show, it just shows like with you guys that he is he's obtainable, like he he is obtainable because for me he would be really hard to get because he's somebody I build around, not trade away from, and his sure. talent level is I don't even know where he is on the year. I'd have to look him up here. Um, you keep talking, I'll do it. Yeah, let's look where he is up on the uh, on the year for fantasy receivers already for Cortland Sun. Um, because something like that, I mean, I, oh, he's wide receiver nine in standard. So that's standard leagues. He's wide receiver nine. 16 in PPR. In PPR, that's a big drop in standard. But if you see the two, 16, nine, it just shows where he ha- he can go. He can go up from there. One, when he's averaging 183 points. Um, DJ Moore's got 197, who's wide receiver nine in PPR. So a couple more targets, a couple more touchdowns. You're talking about a nice mid-range to high-end wide receiver one. And that's why I would expect, I mean, I expect Sutton to get better. So I expect him to be a wide receiver one next year, and and True. that's literally one point a game. You know, it's it's thirteen points difference between nine and nine and sixteen. And we're in week thirteen. It's one. Yeah, it's one point a game. I right. can I can do that math right there on top of my head. Look at you, genius. genius. Uh-huh. Um, let's move on to another topic here: New England's offense. You guys worried about that? <sighs> well, I mean, 
it, it hasn't looked pretty all year. I mean, you know, Tom's obviously, Johnson. yeah, obviously, uh, <laughs> Tom's Tom's getting a little older, but the, the pieces around him just haven't. He hasn't clicked with them all all yeah. season. You know, I think it started. Even the offensive line hasn't been as as good. Yeah. So it, there's a lot there that needs to be worked on. I think next off season, in order to get it back. So for the rest of this season, I am, but I I have full confidence that they're going to get it turned around and get some pieces in New England for Tom. I think the loss of Rob Gronkowski was bigger than I anticipated it would be because, you know, he hadn't had great fantasy seasons the past year, year and a half of, of his career. And so, uh, you know, I was like, oh, that's not, he, they're not losing that much. But it was the security safety blanket for Tom right. Brady, which was huge. But it was also a big part of the running game. I mean, he was a very good blocker in the running game. And so I, I think they're missing him more than, than we thought that they would. Um, and no receiver really stepping in to fill that role next to Edelman all season. That's the thing. It 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 was like a pick your poison. It used to be. Right. You know, it was like on third at third down and six. It was are they throwing to Edelman? Are they throwing to Gronkowski? Are they throwing to James, uh, James White? White? And now Josh Gordon. Yeah, right, sure, Josh Gordon. When he was playing well and sure. was right. Sure. But those I mean, uh, those honestly, Josh Gordon sure you know take or leave it it was those three guys yeah that really made the whole offensive offense go and you take out the one piece and all of a sudden it's you, you got you got two guys and it's real easy to take two guys out but it's it's harder to take three right. you, you know you can take two guys out of a play and then tom will find the third one and especially with uh edelman and, and white not being big physical imposing players that was the thing where you know those guys count on separation right Gronkowski, you didn't need separation. He's bigger, he's thicker. DB linebacker safety is not getting through him to the ball. Mm -hmm. You know, he was that security there, whereas these guys rely on separation. And so, you know, that that sure thing just isn't there for him anymore. Yeah, it, it's it looks from a again from a fancy aspect aspect, which is all we care about. It's terrible. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean this year you Tom don't. Brady's middle of the road. Right. Edelman's still a nice wide receiver too. You know, and you like that from him. Um, I mean, I don't even know where his numbers are. He's on actually five on the season, which is really surprising. Oh, yeah. PPR. So, yeah, even sorry. He's a, he's still a wide receiver one because he's being funneled the ball because there's right. nowhere else to go. It's almost like Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker has been like wide receiver four since like week seven or something on those line. Well, it's strictly because Miami's not running the ball. I mean, it's good for Devontae Parker, too. He's he's producing. You know, when you, when you get the opportunity, you want to produce, but – Miami's not running the ball. The same same aspect. The whole offense is be funneled pretty right. much through him, and then secondhand Gasicki, who I want to talk about a little bit later as well. But same with Edelman. There's nobody else to go the ball to. It's just Julian Edelman and nobody else. That's it, man. They yep. you, they sprinkle in a few you know few targets here and there to other guys, but it is Edelman. And there's nobody even talking about from a dynasty aspect. Like oh, Jacoby Martin. There's nobody there. That's the future. I mean, maybe it, Nikhil Harry. They're hoping. It, okay, I do like Nikhil Harry going forward, but by the time like he. His third year breakout year, Brady's gonna be out of the league, and it's, we're gonna right. have a new quarterback there, and it's gonna be okay. What's going on here? Now they have Belichick, so that's that that helps. Sure. And every quarterback that's come through behind Brady has looked good and gone on to at least another contract somewhere sure. else. So there's optimism there, but yeah, I mean, your only bright spot here in Dynasty is Nikhil Harry. Yep, that's it. Because even Sony with that knee, the, the only thing I'll say about Sony is like I'm not pulling him dead in the water. Is let him get a year because even like this week to you look last couple of weeks he's run a little bit better yeah than he has in the beginning of the year and you just hope he comes back next year from that knee fully recovered and he can just be a better running back yeah but still nobody I mean 
nobody's nobody's drafting Sony Michelle. Nobody, nobody cares about Sony Michelle. No, yeah. I was, I'm not giving anything above a second for it. Like I wouldn't give a first for him right now. No, I gave up two one for him. Did you? Like five weeks ago. That's that's fine. That's about the highest I'd be considered. Like I couldn't I couldn't dip into that first. I round. needed a running back, yeah. and I had no problem doing it. I'm also a Sony truther, and I'm gonna go down with the ship. So, uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Let's talk about another running back that has taken a step forward in the right direction. Raheem Mostert. Yeah. Out there in San Francisco. I mean, kind of looks like he somewhat surpassed Tevin Coleman. I mean, Tevin Coleman's been a a, a, a dud. I mean, this week versus the Ravens, he got his most carries, uh, got 19 carries, got 146 yards and a touchdown. Um, he's got two touchdowns over the last two weeks. And he looks like right now, like this might be the guy in San Francisco for the rest of the year. Is this a really good, to me, this is a good opportunity to try and capitalize on this and sell Raheem Moser yep. to a playoff caliber team this week. I like, have, I, I'm literally, I have him in a league where I'm not going to make the playoffs. I just picked him up off the, like the waiver wire probably five or six weeks ago. And now that he's finally, I, I immediately put him out on the trade bait, you know, and I'm probably going to actively shop him for the next couple of days until, you know, cause our, our deadlines, up until the Thursday night game yeah. this week, so I'm going to be actively shopping him this week, and I'll you know we'll see what I we'll see what I get you know because I'm going to definitely move him. Could, yeah, you have you have McKinnon there that could possibly come back next year. It's it's possible. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's easy to say oh they'll cut bait. We said that this year they could come back. I mean, if anybody's going to get cut bait, it's going to be Tevin Coleman. Could be. I don't think it could be. I, I think it's. Guaranteed. I need to look at the contract. I don't know the contract I'm well enough. Pretty to... sure it was only this year guaranteed. Oh really? It was only a two year deal. It that was, he signed. I, I, I think that's my memory as well that it was, a and it was only deal. this year guaranteed. So could be. If anybody's a bright spot, why bright spot here where everybody else is talking Mostert, it's Matt Breida. Yeah, because he's looked good. He's been hurt, and that's why Mostert kind of got the production here. But Mostert did look good. But I also, I, I also think Mostert's kind of a product of this really nice offense with Kyle Shanahan. Abs- I mean, hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. it just shows you this is the running back you want in this offense. So that's why we were so excited about Jarek McKinnon in the first place. People were like, oh, right. you, why, why do you love Jarek McKinnon? What he's done. Give me the running starting running back in San Francisco. And this is a spot now with okay, they might cut bait on McKinnon. They might cut bait on Tevin Cole. I would Breeders a restricted free agent. Who's that? Breeders is restricted, so they could tender him. I would say Tevin Coleman is gone. I would guarantee it. I would just bust out my crystal balls right now, throw them on a the table, shine them up for you, and say, Adios, Tevin. Get in the back seat. Stand in, sit next to Bishop Branky. Roll down the windows. It gets real hot in here because they have no AC, can't afford it. Too junky. Um this is a spot to really monitor for this 2020 class. Like we even mentioned a lot of teams, right? A lot of teams. Like, what if they go to Tampa Bay? What if they go to Kansas City? What if they go to Miami? What if they go Indianapolis. here? And the Colts. There's a lot of good running backs in the class. Somebody who's going to get a bump on situation alone is whatever running back the San Francisco 49ers pick. Yep. Or they sign. You know what? I'd love to see. I mean, what if Melvin Gordon goes there? Sure. It's mm-hmm. a great fit for him. Yep. Can you imagine Kevin Melvin Gordon with Kyle Shannon, a running back that can catch the ball and run the ball? I mean, talking about an increase in fantasy production, it doesn't matter who the running back is. They're going to be productive. As I say, Kyle Shannon will scheme a way yeah. to get him get him fantasy points. And you want to know how we know That's this? Sure. Is because we're, we're talking about Raheem Moser right now as a really good sell. Yep. Matt Breida, Matt Breida's good, but he's looked fantastic, averaging over five yards of carry with Kyle Shanahan. We'll, uh, ju- just out of and this is just thinking out loud here, whoever goes there, unless they spend a legitimate first round pick on a running back, do you think that running back will ever have the job to himself? Do you think he will ever have a workhorse back? Because 
when Kyle Shanahan, all of his other stops, he kind of has gone somewhat by committee or at least a split backfield. Do you think that running back will have the bulk lion's share of the carries, whoever it is? No, I think it will depend who it is and what his right. talent level Outside is. Outside of like, yeah, Melvin Gordon signing there or a first round draft pick. I don't think you have to. I think with this draft class and the depth of it, I don't think you have to be a first round draft pick to be that guy. I mean, I don't I, think Kyle Shanahan thinks he needs to use a first round draft no. pick on a guy. Right. To be so, honest. So I, I think third whoever round goes pick there will probably be in some sort of timeshare to some extent. That's not necessarily a bad thing. We've seen plenty of running backs still be productive in a system. I mean, Devontae Freeman was an RB1 in his system despite splitting time with Tevin Coleman. So not saying it's a bad thing. I just don't know that the running back there will will be the guy. I think this is one of the muddiest situations, like this whole season with that backfield. Right. And I think it I think Kyle Shanahan would probably want that a little bit clearer. Sure. And and whittled it down to like the two people that he had in in, in uh Atlanta, Atlanta when it was really rolling. And I think one of those guys is Matt Breida. And I think it definitely that could would make sense. Yeah. I think it definitely could. So be. the guy to buy right now is Matt Breida. The guy who's hurt. Everybody's talking about Mostert, not going in the next year. Like, you could probably get Matt Breida for a reasonable price. That, sure. Because that price is worth the gamble going next year that like he is the number two. And then who do they pair him with? Because we no matter what, whatever role they get Breida, like if we could get Breida in that pass catching role, that's fine. You know what I mean? What if they get a guy? We Again, this draft class is so deep. Mm-hmm. They're going to get a, there's going to be a quality running back in, her, in the third round for the San Francisco 49ers. Easily. You know Absolutely. I mean? it, 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 a good guy, you know? I mean, that we, we talked about, uh, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire from LSU could be Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt. Could I mean, there's a lot of guys. Farland, who declared today. McFarland. I think it Chuba will Hubbard. Be, Chuba could go there. They would probably have taken him in the second. But I, I think, I do think that you're right, though. I do think it'll be a guy that's versatile. I don't think it's going to be a two down back. I think they want guys that they can use in just about any situation. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, you want to earmark it because that guy instantly jumps besides the, the Chiefs. Mm hmm. He's easily in the best situation. Yep. And the 49ers, right? Easily. I would say so. I mean, it'd be tough to think of a spot that I would like much better than that. And that's where I'm going to be like, okay, that's got Cardinals, maybe. I'd like the Cardinals a lot, but it'd be close. Nah, see, I don't, I wouldn't love the Cardinals as much as them just because, again, better system, better coaching. As of right now, when you see it, David Johnson's still going to be on the Cardinals next year, most likely, unless you just eat the money and say, screw it, we don't care. It looks like they might. They might, because they're not even giving that guy care. <laughs> no, they're, they're not giving really any not. cares. But at the same time, he just might be hurt. Again, Could we be. said this before when he hurt his back. Like he's, done, I said on the t- my TV show, I was like, he hurt his back. If you could trade him now for anything, trade him. And honestly, if you want to cut him, you can cut him, because you're not going to see him productive again for the rest of the year. Nope. He's hurt. He hurt his back. Maybe the rest of his career. He's not coming back. Like, you hurt your back, there's no coming back. It's it's Says a very it's, very it's very touch and go, yeah, very touch and go, touch me and go. That's <laughs> that's a nice way to go, right? Just touch me and go. Just touch that's me and I'm, I'm finished. Um, another running back who had a really big week here, Garrett's guy, yes. Darius Geis. Geis, now, Geis, baby. Now Geis is somebody who is coming in this week. I mean, dude, 129 yards, two touchdowns over the Panthers. Got he got Ron Rivera fired. Right. <laughs> he did it. Thanks, Darius. He did it on ten carries, yeah, which is gross. But I mean, it goes to show how bad this defense is for Carolina. At the it same is time, a bad because defense. everybody's just sitting here and jump up and down, like, "Oh, dude, Darius guys, 129 yards and a touchdown." 
and only ten and two touchdowns on ten carries. Like, whoa. See, for me, what this means is, and, and it goes back to kind of what I said a couple weeks ago. This gets me excited about twenty twenty. Absolutely. Even though, yes, would he have been great to have had in my lineup last week? Sure. I can't trust ten carries in the playoffs. I just can't. No. So I, I'm still not starting him unless it's the most desperate of situations. I'm still not starting him, but I'm thoroughly encouraged by what I'm seeing. He looked good. Mm-hmm. Granny looked good. All right. But when you step back and you watch the whole game, Adrian Peterson. He looked good too. Who had 13 carries, also had 99 yards and a touchdown. So everyone wants to jump on, you know, you know, like, ooh, Darius Geis, monster, blah, 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 blah. He had, you know, 10 carries, 129 to two touchdowns. You're like, well, the Panthers' defense was this shit show, and they're, Adrian, twi- they're 29th overall against the Rush. Yeah, so they're pretty bad. Yeah. Look what Adrian Peterson did, right? Versus old the man, Redskins. old man Rivers over there. So it's like but he's looked good every week, though. I again, I'm not trying to rain on a parade. I'm just trying to bring I mean, it perspective. Like I know, a dri- drizzle, drizzle, drizzle. I mean, he Here averaged 12.9 <laughs> yards per carry. What does Hall of Fame? What does Rich want? <laughs> Just like I said with Derrick Henry last week, like this is a really good sell window for Derrick Henry again because of the hashtag two to three year window, right? Darius Geis, multiple injuries every single year, looks really good now. Um, I would rather just sell for 2021st if I could somehow get that now with this reemergence to a team. Say a team's making the playoffs, somebody needs a running back. Hey, dude, Geis is on fire. Look what he just did. Give me your 2021st and you can have Geis. And then I'm going to roll with wherever he finishes at the end of the year and take that first and be happy with it. Whether I get a really good receiver because all these running backs go high or a running back falls down to me and I just draft a running back. I'd rather just have a first than Darius Geis. I think Darius Geis is a nice running back. He's exactly what I thought thought he was in college. A big, powerful bruiser uh, who's mostly going to be Touchdown dependent, kind of like that Derrick Henry role, but Derrick Henry's surpassed that because Derrick Henry's been unbelievable this year. I already ate my already ate crow on that. He looks unbelievable. But again, he's the kind of runner that fits those hashtag two to three year windows to a T. Late breakout in the NFL took him to his third year. You know, we're into a year and a half of Darius Geis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Darius Geis, second year, and he's had a good game or good two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's been hurt twice. So for me, it's just like okay, I don't need that. I don't need that on my team. I don't need to rely on that. Oh, you said, how am I supposed to trust 10 carries? Like how did, maybe Darius Geis will get better. But to me, that was like the optimal Darius Geis game. Essentially, you know, there'll be some game. Every running back has those games where they rush for even more, but like, sure. to me, that's like the, which you can't complain about, right? Like that kind of game. When oh, that type of production is crazy. But to me, that's like the, when you get the Darius Geis roller coaster, that's the peak of it, but you're not, you're, you're not getting the PPR. Darius Geis. I don't care that, you know, old coach Jay Gruden said, he catches the ball well. How many catches were, was he out there catching the football on this yeah, week? I think he, had two, he had two catches on three two targets. And three targets. So to me, it's just, I don't know. It just To me, it's a good window to sell Darius Geis. That was with Chris Thompson on the field, too. So we'll see how much longer. I, I highly doubt Chris Thompson's on the team next year. No. But, but I mean, no, I mean, what you got to understand, there's going to be a whole new coaching staff. There's gonna, Oh, my gosh. They're. they're I, I know there's going to be a whole new coaching staff. <laughs> I thought you were predicting well, you. Wow. I thought you were predicting <laughs> something. Look at you touching those buttons over there. <laughs> I was so thrown off. <laughs> there's going to be a whole new coaching staff. So, I mean, you know, who knows what their philosophy is going to be coming from the front office, if they're going to keep guys around like Chris Thompson, like you mentioned, sure. Adrian Peterson. There could be a, a clearing of the deck here, and it could just be Darius guys. You know, they, they drafted Bryce Love this past year, and it could be those two guys, you know, in I the, could, in the I backfield. Could, 
I could see that as probably the most likely scenario. Yeah. So I personally am not seeing this as an opportunity to sell Darius Geis. I think if you, you took him, you took him early. He's been a huge disappointment, and now you're finally starting to see those glimpses of what you want to see. You know, he hasn't been useful, like like Garrett has said, and now you're finally starting to see what what you hope to see on a regular basis in 2020. So you wouldn't take the 2021 first? I mean, I guess it depends on how high it is. but um, a, playoff, a playoff team right now. Like, nobody that's not a playoff team is not buying them. So you're looking 8 to 12 is what you're, you're looking from 8 to 12. Now nah, you could look from 7 to 12. Okay, 7 to 12. Yeah, so 7 to 12. Like, a playoff team needs a running back. You offer him, and, you know, and you're like, hey, give me your 24. You went... And it's funny because you guys wouldn't take the first for Cortland Sun, and now you're or now you're saying you wouldn't take the first for Darius Geis. It's just, I, it's a different spot. I would take, I would take like top six. I would. Yeah, that's I a no brainer. S- Obviously, top six. I would, but I, would, I wouldn't take. Seven I would to give 12. up Darius Geis in a heartbeat. You wouldn't take seven to twelve then. No, I'd take one to six, but not okay. seven to twelve. I would probably take seven to ten. Seven, sure, sure six, wait until the offseason. Seven, eight. But you wouldn't know that. You know what I mean? You wouldn't yeah. know that. You'd gamble on it. Like, right, I know. I would, see, I would gamble on them starting Darius Geis, who has a little bit tougher than that. I think he plays the Jets this week, a little tougher match just this week. And then same thing. He's going to split the carries with uh, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. He doesn't have that 20-something point game because he doesn't score two touchdowns, has a 29 yards rushing. You know what I mean? So it's like, and then they hopefully lose. That's what, I'm, that's what I'd hope. You know, but at the same time, it's like, I would just rather again. I like Darius Geis, but we've seen this too much. This this short lived window for running backs for me to go ahead and. Do you hear that? The break. Did you hear that lie he just said? I like Darius Geis. No, you like don't. Darius. What do I know? I do like Darius. I don't think he's a bad runner. I don't like a lot of risk when it comes to my running backs. I, I don't. It. I don't no, like it, that kind of risk there. And, and it, all the concerns I had about him pre-draft. Again, I never said I. At no point did I say watch him come out of the CLSU. I didn't like him. I just thought he was like that one big, one-dimensional kind of running back who was really good at what he did, kind of like Derrick Henry. And obviously, Derrick Henry finally, you know, just like his his actual run style takes a while to get going. It took him a while to get going for his career too. It's like there is guys like I don't see that. I know what he did this weekend. Is not what he'll do every single week. It's just not. It's not going to well, happen. Nobody, nobody's going to run for twelve yards a carry every week. No, I know, but I'm saying if he gets, you know, if he's a 15, 17 yard guy, he, he, so he averages five yards a carry. You know what I mean, he gets a hundred rushing yards. Like he's not going to catch a ton of footballs. I don't think. Right. I still think he will. I still think that three to four catches a week is is realistic. Okay, so it's realistic, and then I, I don't know, man. I just don't see him as being a, like a running back one. For one. All the running backs are ahead of him right now, right? All the running backs are ahead of him right now in fantasy football without any of these rookies coming in. Mm-hmm. Now, we talk about this rookie running back class like it's the shit. It's the, it's the best it thing ever. Will be. And it, so you're talking about five rookies, let's say, that are going to come in and be impactful, sure. right? That you would want to have as a top 24, top 26 dynasty running back. Easy. Right around there. Top five, five of those, right? Yep. Say you say top 24. That leaves you 19 running backs left. And then when you, when you look at some of these guys like Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Derrick Henry, Zeke Elliott, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, Josh Jacobs, um, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon. Okay, that's the range I think we need to talk about. So 12. Like so 12. the Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, um, Philip Lindsay. I think that's the range. Would you rather have Geis or would you rather have those guys? Okay, I'd rather have uh, I'd rather have David Montgomery, Miles Sanders over Darius Geis easily. See, me. I think I would take guys, because I'm gonna take I'm gonna take their. I would take Miles Sanders, but Dave Montgomery, I wouldn't take. 
you take ice over him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders is easily. That's that probably came in a little bit ahead because I was David Montgomery. If I had to take the two, I'm just gonna take the youth with the guy who's not been injured, who can catch the football pretty well. Sure. In Chicago. I'll I'll just take him. What about Lindsay? I'm gonna gamble. I'll take Geis over Lindsay. Okay. Yeah, but that's why I didn't even mention Lindsay Insis. But okay, would you rather have Darius Geis or Le'Veon Bell? Oh. I'll take Geis. So I'll take Le'Veon Bell and hope for the next year that he's just a little bit better. Because I, I, I look at their life term is almost the same. I'll take the guy who hasn't been injured twice as well. I'll take Le'Veon Bell. Um, I, I think I might get down with that. I think I think Le'Veon Bell, I think I would take in that, in that instance. And it's safe to say all the other guys I mentioned beforehand, you would take ahead of Geis, right? Which were 12 guys I mentioned. Which 12 guys? you All the guys you were just rattling off? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't say anybody out of, like, I, no, I, you didn't say anybody that was out of out of out of whack here. No, and that, and, and that, okay, Melvin Gordon or Darius guys. I'd probably take Gordon. Yeah, right? I'll take Gordon. So sure. That's thirteen guys. Add the five rookies we said we'd like. That's eighteen, right? I didn't even mention Miles Sanders. That's nineteen guys ahead of him. So you're talking about right now. Just just we're just spitballing it here, right? Just spit. James Conner. James Conner. I take James Conner over Darius. I take Geis. guys. I would take, take guys. I would take guys also over James Conner. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just take the pitch for running back with Big Ben coming back next year. Just more upside, in my opinion. All right, and that, and that's fair, and that's why I skipped him as well. Right. Um, we're still talking twenty guys above him, so you're talking about like a low end running back too. Besides a gamble of a late first and one of the deepest classes we'll ever see. That's and that's just my point again. So it's nothing about Hayden Geis. It's just like, okay, do I want to just take the low end running back two guy, you know, or mid range running back two if he does a little bit better, or do I want to go? try and nail one of these guys that could be higher that the chance that, you know, I have a feeling like a lot of these receivers where I'm going to be more focused on running back. A lot of these receivers are going to get drafted higher than these running backs in this 2020 class when it comes to draft status, which is going to give them a boost in their dynasty rankings as well. Sure. Of the situation. So the chances of me grabbing one of those five running backs, even from pick seven to 12 is going to be, I'd rather risk that, that one of those guys will be there, right? Like a tube, you know, one of those guys will mm-hmm. be there over Darius Geis. And I'd just rather, one, get younger at running back, and two, have a higher ceiling at running back than Darius Geis. So it's, it's not me hating and Darius Geis. It's just me difference. trying to make my me trying to make my dynasty team better for long term. That's all. And I think that's our differences. I think our perspective on what the ceiling is is different. And I think that's why I like him and you don't. Because I do think, I do think he could rush for 80 yards a game, get you eight, nine touchdowns on a season, and catch three balls a game. I, I think that's very realistic. But, End up at, you know, mid-range, you know, high-end well, RB2. High-end RB2? Mm-hmm. And that's that's a ceiling. I mean, it's a Joe Mixon's going to be better you next draft, year, right? If you draft a guy at 1-9 and you get him to be a high-end RB2, you're happy with that. Yeah, I, I would be happy with that. Yeah. Right? But again, if we're talking about equal two, let me get younger with a guy who does have an injury history. That's my point. And that, again, that's my point. Let yet, me just get younger. Yet, yet, all these guys come with the same sort of risk, in, uh, injury risk. You know what I mean? Uh, Gary Darius guys has gone through it, but doesn't mean that one of these other guys isn't going to have a knee injury or bust. And I, no, right. I, I again, I see that too. But I'm just willing right. to. I'd rather put my chips. That's, that's on where your that. gamble. You would rather gamble there, whereas I would rather gamble with with guys. To, and just upside, yeah. you know, what I mean, just upside, or even the fact that maybe come draft day with that pick. You know, maybe now I have that other pick. So now I have my pick. Say I missed the playoffs, whatever. I have pick, I have dice, and I use them all year. I say I have pick five. And I trade, and it ends up to be in pick 11. 
Now I could take pick five and 11 and move up and even get a better running back there too. Sure. That pick will be so valuable come draft time. No oh, matter how late it is. So I might be able to flip that into a package with a player and get a Joe mix. You know what I mean? Just a better overall running back too. That pick, when it comes down to the draft time, it's valuable now. But but after the NFL draft comes along, it'll absolutely gain value. This it doesn't matter. I, I was texting somebody today. I was and they were talking about like, oh, my first round pick. Should I trade it? I'm like, no, dude, don't. I was like, he's like, it's gonna be late. He's like, you think I should trade for this player? And it was somebody like garbage. The like, only time you should trade push. it would either be during the combine, during the actual NFL draft. Or right before your own NFL or your own rookie draft. Yeah, right like, then. That's it. Because I told him, I said, like, even if you finish with pick twelve, dude. Even if you pick with twelve, by the time that draft comes along, you're gonna be very happy with the player you get. For sure. So to me, when you guys say, "Oh, pick," you know, like seven to ten, yeah, but not like eleven and twelve. Like to me, it's not that much of a difference. So I'm not again. I'm not hating on guys. I like guys. I think he's a, a solid NFL running back. But I'm just looking for high upside fantasy production. That's all. For me personally. Yeah. But I get I get everybody who liked Geist before and he comes out and he has this kind of game. I get where that excitement's coming from. But I am ready for the wheels to fall off again on Geist. Uh there's not many players that come in and been how he get people that get hurt that often early at running back in the NFL that have gone on after like two years of getting hurt the productive careers. I mean Dalvin Cook. He was hurt one year. No, it was back. To, we talked about this last time. Oh, it was yeah, back to back seasons. It, injury. Okay. It was basically the same thing. It's almost the exact same <laughs> it's thing. It's almost the same conversation. Guys. Okay. Well, besides Delvin Cook, who's, who's top notch. He, hey, and what happened? He got hurt this week with his shoulder. <laughs> Look at Sell Delvin Cook for anything. Uh, let's move off the Darius Guys conversations. We'll get through this. Um, other running backs. Rashad Penny finally coming yeah. late as these last two weeks. Chris Carson, uh, like the most fumbles in, 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 <laughs> ever, ever uh, in the last couple of years. Um, Penny coming in, producing. Penny, Chris Carson. Penny, Chris Carson. Is this is this now going to eat in the – does this hurt Chris Carson more so than anything else? Yeah, no, I think it does. Obviously, you know, if, if he's going to continue to put the ball on the ground, he's going to continue to lose carries. And 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 Penny's showing well and, and showing an explosiveness that, you know, obviously Carson doesn't have. I think Penny's, the, the you know, the – Alvin Kamara-esque type of player compared to like a Mark Ingram. Which is crazy for how big he is. Right. <laughs> he is kind of chunky. For Chris Carson. But, but you know, I think there's enough to feed both of them in that yeah, offense. And I think we, talk, we talked about this, you know, preseason. Pre, preseason. So I don't want to beat it to death. But, you know, if Chris Carson continues to put the ball on, it's gonna, the pie is going to keep getting smaller, in my opinion. It, it's tough as the penny owner because now – uh, similar to the the guys conversation, you're excited now. Like you've been waiting this long, and you know this first round pick, even higher draft pick than guys. This first round pick is finally getting to play. I I still can't trust him for my playoff team unless guys gets benched or gets or if Carson, uh, I, yeah, I have guys on the brain. Unless Carson gets benched or he gets hurt, I don't think I can trust Penny to start him on my playoff team at this point. I have Penny in two leagues. I'm not even remotely excited. My nipples aren't hard. You know, my hairs aren't sticking up. I'm I'm not excited at all because Carson's just too good. Yes, he he's a when big I watch Car- when I watch Car- every time I see Penny run, I'm like, oh, it's a good run here. And then I see Carson run, I'm like, oh, he's just better. Yeah, and it's to me, it's that simple. I just watch the games. I'm like, Chris Carson's a better running back than Rashad Penny. He definitely is, but if he's going to put the ball on the ground, things are going to get yeah, things are going to get yeah. tricky. Yeah, you got to keep your balls in your pants. Exactly, you can't be throwing them out there for everybody else to see and touch. It's not one. It's against the law in yep. most states. Okay. Two and cost you your job. Just about any job. That's any true. job. Almost, almost 
And say there's Any a few job. jobs, but there's a couple jobs out there they will pay you. <laughs> to specifically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do film, that. dancing. Uh-huh. I think it's about it really. Probably. Which people get out there. They get they get employed for that. NFL? Nope. Not one of those. Lock places. it up, lock right. it down, keep it tight. Real tight. Spandex tight. Um, so to me for Rashad Penny, they have a first round pick invested in them. They're gonna ride him out for four years. Yep. So they won't pick up his option. Nope. You know, his fifth year option. And then you just hope that he gets better every single week. And then when it comes time to make a decision on Carson, they just roll with Penny and then that's it. But as in the meantime, Carson's too good. It's gonna be a fifty fifty split. And they're both fantasy relevant as long as they keep, you know, keep up this kind of pace. And Carson stayed healthy this year. That was some of his issue the first two seasons was definitely was. He he would, you know, miss some games here and there because of injury. He's been really healthy all year. Not much you can do there. Not much you can do. So right now just you ride and die with both of them. Yeah. Well, I ride and die with Carson. I don't think I I'm not I would just die with well, nobody's, yeah, well, nobody's <laughs> trading you for Penny. Yeah, what I mean is I'm not starting him. I'm, I'm leaving Oh, him yeah, yeah, much. you're not starting him. Yeah, you're not starting Rashad Penny. You, you still start Chris Carson, but... I am with less confidence, though. I would I would trade Chris Carson if I could. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the split's going to go... You know, Penny can keep running like this. No argument, just quick answer. Geis or Carson? Geis. Oh, what? I'm proud of you. Yeah, well, I think, I, I think Geis has a much better chance to be the least a guy there. Like, yeah. I like Geis as a running back too. Like I, I look at Carson. Like okay, this is getting it's trending the wrong way. Yeah, he was a man, and now it's about to be a fifty. Like if you're giving me a fifty-fifty backfield, and you're not like elite, elite. Like yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the guy getting all the carries. Same thing. Same with like Philip Lindsay. Like Philip yeah. Lindsay's a good with, back with Royce Freeman because he's getting he's getting the most carries. So if <laughs> Geis is gonna be the man there in Washington, then yeah, I'm okay again. Because I don't hate guys. We're, we just, don't. We don't have to do it again. I just wanted to ask real quick, just just for fun. <laughs> Why did you bring just, it up? I know man. I shouldn't have, but just for fun, I want to throw it out. I would personally have guys. I'd have Carson right around like twenty four. Okay, I, including the rookies. You include some of these rookies, and I'd have guys right around like that twenty area. Okay, so we're talking in the back end, and, sure. and that's okay. That's not a bad position to be in when it comes to fantasy football to have that running back too. But you if I it. ever see a no. window to get better. Or better upside, I would rather go for that Make window. You know what I mean, definitely, because that's the one position you can get risky with, right? Like it's hard to get risky with these receivers if you whiff. It's a big whiff, right. and it's hard to find and rebuild that position. Tight end, quarterback, those are like those take years sometimes to build up to see what else you can find. Like running back, if you miss on it, you move on to the next one. Draft another one next year. Yeah, and boom. You sign one, a- pick one off the free agent wire. Yeah. Get a guy like. Get a get an older guy like a guy like you know Adrian. There's guys that you. I mean, there's a, there's probably fantasy football teams right now that are going to be riding out this week with Mostert and Jonathan Williams. Like that that could absolutely be a situation for teams. Patrick Laird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and you can get it done. You yeah, know I mean, you can, make you can it get it done because if you're super strong at tight end, quarterback, and receiver, you can get it done on with those guys yeah. because the even the top guys will give you like you know a guy like Christian McCaffrey this will give you like 12 points here and there and it's not end of the world so for me again if i'm always going to if i'm ever going to when i'm going to swing for the fences it's always going to be with the running backs so if i could same thing i said before like oh trading these guys when they sign a second contract it's like same guys i'm willing to move at their peak you know after using them for a year or two at their peak of these top guys are the running backs right. because i know i can recoup that I can I can get something if you give me anything close to that and I get something else to go with it like I'm okay with that because I'm gonna swing for the fences. Yep. Where if you give me a receiver who just hit his peak 
right? And he's 26, 20, you know, 26 years old. I'm riding that dude out for five years. Like, for and sure. I feel good about it. Like, I ain't trading. Like, if you give me a wide receiver who's a wide receiver one for a couple of years, and you're like, oh, trade me him. I'm like, dude, drop dead. Right. This is what I'm building my team around. Yeah. I get a running back who's peaking like that, like a guy like Le'Veon Bell or, you know, I think Kamara is starting to enter that territory sure. of, like, availability-wise. Like, I'm the, I, I'm the, willing to move those guys. Yeah, those guys can be had. Michael Thomas can't be had. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, Michael Thomas right now blowing up. Hey, what, what do you want from Michael Thomas? I want literally your everything. The rest of your draft picks for the rest of your life and a really good receiver back. <laughs> Wait, what doesn't make sense? I know it doesn't make sense. Just as much you asked me for Michael Thomas. Yeah. You asked me for Kamara. We can talk. Shit, you asked me for Saquon right now. We can talk. You asked me for McCaffrey. We can talk. Now, that's a much more difficult talk, but we can talk. Because, again, if you come at me like, hey, I'll give you Christian McCaffrey, you give me Michael Thomas. Okay. That's reasonable. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's reasonable. Um, it's a big switch, but you know what I mean? But it, 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 you can talk with the running backs. The receivers, it's a lot more difficult to yep. talk at the league. That, again, so that's my only point with the running backs. It's, that's, we, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. That it will is. always be the most fluid position yep. on all my dynasty teams. It will never be set. It will always be on the move. Yep. Now, always trying, if I can, get somebody back who, like, with upside. Like, this year I traded, like, for Nat, for Lindsey, and, like, Kittle. You know what I mean? It was something else, too. I gave up the fourth overall pick, I think, and I got yeah, some yeah, else. Yeah, I, you know, I but, can't remember exactly. But, but yes. same thing. It's like, if I could ever get back in a position, like, there's some rookie running backs I like, and I can get that rookie running back plus something, or a player, like, right now, like, if I can get Debo Samuel plus a top three pick for, like, a really good, like, not, like, Kamara, but, like, a good running back, like a yeah. Leonard Fournette or something like that. Like, if somebody's making a playoff push and, like, hey, I have the fifth pick, and I'll give you Debo in the fifth pick. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I love Leonard Fournette, but, like, okay, I'm always thinking two- to three-year window, two- to three-year window on these running backs, two- to three-year window. So it's like, if I, did I get two years out of them? Sweet. I'm willing to move on. Did I get two years? Sweet. I'm willing to move on. And there's always going to be the exceptions to the rules, like a guy like Christian McCaffrey, but even the Saquon. Saquon was the gold, right? He was the gold. David Johnson has more uh, fantasy running back one games. I saw a stat out there. I think McDowell yeah. put it out there. Then Saquon Barkley. That's eye opening. Right I'm, I'm still like, all Whoa. in on Saquon though. Me too. But I'm not. I'm yeah. not. But it just goes to show. But yeah, absolutely. it just goes to show you if you took Saquon one one this year and this was you're what everybody did. He killed. You're likely probably not even in the playoffs. Probably not. You're not even in the playoffs, right? The running back situation's too fluid. Whether it be that the everybody else gets hurts around him, so they can focus on you. Because when you're a receiver, the most they can do is most likely double team you, right? They can put eight in the box versus you if you're a running back. If your quarterback gets hurt, the the the, 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 the even a good receiver could overcome a bad quarterback, like a guy like Cortland Sutton. Yep. Devontae Parker is doing really good too. He'd be fun on the ball. But when you're a running back, it's so much harder if you have a bad offensive line. If you have um, bad, you know what I mean? It's just so much harder to overcome because you could stop a really good running back if that's where your focus is in the right situations. Hence yep. Saquon Barkley. So then it goes back to like, okay, where can I move at running back? That's all. Yep. It's just, it's not even that, like even Geis or anything else, or I'd put this in Kamara. It's just, a, it's actually just a position. Position. Where it's yep. undervalued in the NFL, it's equally undervalued in my dynasty team. Now, that's the point where it's like really important and you need those guys to win, but like I could find ways to win without that. You got to so, be, able, you got to be able to move them. Is what it is at the right times, and and you know those those wide receivers are a little bit more untouchable than than the fluid position at running back. I could probably write a dynasty book on this of just like just trying to master the art of the running backs in dynasty. 
moving, like the shake and move of the dynasty running backs, I would call it. You know, shaking and moving dynasty running backs. And it's just like you'd be able to build such a good squad if you can keep that going and you're always flipping that running back yeah. for a pick and a rece- you know, a player. You know, like it, right now my player when we do this rookie redraft is like my guy I would love to target like I would love to get deep as many Debo Samuel shares as possible. Sure. Right. Like he's like to me, his low side, like we mentioned Kyle Shannon for the running backs, is like, ooh, that wide receiver too. Yeah. Which is awesome to have. Like that Stefan <laughs> Diggs, right? So like Debo to me is like kind of like a Stefan Diggs like right now. Sure. Right. So it's like Okay, if I could tri- if I could flip this running back and get Debo Samuel, who's got the upside that I'd believe in, you know, for me as owner, and then get a pick and get a young running back that I like too. Now I got Debo and like, you know, J.K. Dobbins. Kudos to me. And you constantly do that. You'll eventually end up with this team with strong everywhere else, and then you'll also eventually hit on those random draft picks that you do yeah, use absolutely. at running back. If you use our if you use our film room, you'll you'll be well studied and you'll find a second round gem. I mentioned Devontae Parker uh, a couple minutes ago. What about him just dominating over these last, uh, what, six weeks? The old classic fifth-year breakout. Uh, (laughs) Who didn't see this one coming? I mean, well, to be fair, Adam Adam Gase has been, you know, no favor to him. Sure. Um, Or anyone. His his quarterbacks or anybody. I mean, look what he does. He just burns down the team he goes to. I mean, Jesus. And, I mean, this is a player, Matt, you and I liked a lot coming out of Louisville. Um, yes, we love this talent. He's mm-hmm. been an absolute bust since then. And, you know, he's a preseason darling. Like you do good in preseason, come to season well, underutilized, not playing and you get hurt. And here he is now being force fed these targets because they're not running the ball. And behind him is Mike Kosicki, who uh, we're not going to have time to get into him today. But like, I think when we do our off season buy episode, like I've liked what I've seen on Mike Kosicki. These last he's couple finally of weeks. turned that corner. He's. He third, definitely is, yeah. Third-year breakouts. I like Mike Kosicki going forward. And I like the chances that Devante, the Dolphins re-signed Devontae Parker. They really could. I mean, they brought him back this year, which was kind of a surprise to almost everyone, too. Def- so. That was definitely shocking. You know, they 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 declined the fifth-year option, and then they brought him back. Right. A very, it doesn't happen very often, very rare type of maneuver there. But, I mean, as he looked amazing. And, you know, this, this week, it's – it's the combination of him and Fitz too, which you know Fitz is is one of those guys that's willing to throw it up to guys sure. when they're not necessarily open. And you combine that with a player like Devonte Parker, who has this gigantic wingspan, goes up and gets the ball really nicely, and and we're seeing the results now. He's finally starting to come into his own. A little he's bit. thirteen points away from being a wide receiver one. He's wide receiver twenty on the year, so he's a low end wide receiver two. But you're talking about again the differential between him and a wide receiver one is literally one point a game which is over an average. You, you got to look at those numbers because that's where you want to be. Um, still young, still some and upside. And been crazy consistent since like week five on or something like that. It's yep. like week five or six. He's been like 15 points, 14 points, 21 points, 19. Like every week you're like, oh, man, I got a good start. I like I have a team where preseason, I, he wasn't even on my team preseason, but I, I picked him up after like week four or something like that. And uh, I've, I've been starting him over Robert Woods. I've been starting him over Alshon Jeffrey. I've been starting over guys that... As pre- you should be. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Preseason, you would have been like, there's no way you're starting Devontae Parker over over those guys. But here here we are. And we have to look forward to going beyond, too. Where one, they want, they'll probably bring him back just because they'll get him a re- probably a reasonable deal. Um, and two, there's a good chance that Ryan Fitzpatrick can come back as well. Definitely if the Dolphins use their pick for a quarterback. They'd be that sure. bridge quarterback for the Dolphins. And like you said, him and Parker fit each other well, that big arm quarterback. Do you think Devontae Parker is a buy, Matt? 
Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, yeah, I absolutely do. I, I think he, I think he's kind of established himself and finally shown what we saw pre-draft. Um, you, you know, we saw a huge upside, and, and he's finally showing it. And it's not cheap play. Like, he's making some solid no, catches as no, well. Uh, he's he's owning the sideline and making, like you said, making those catches it with that big 80-inch wingspan that he does have and using that ability to catch over defensive backs and making plays after the ball. Yeah, I, I mean, I said just a second ago I'm starting over Robert Woods, but it's looking like it could be a similar career trajectory for him where, yeah, things just did not work early on. Switch of It wasn't switch a team, but it was switch a situation with the head coach. Yep. And now all of a sudden he's in a better system that's utilizing him more, targeting him more, and now he looks like a legit asset. So, so my final question, just to kind of put a bow on this whole um, fifth-year breakout thing, does this mean that Laquan Treadwell still has a little <laughs> bit of hope? Josh Doxson? <laughs> Josh Doxson. <laughs> the difference between the two is uh, Laquan Treadwell to score a touchdown this week and Josh Doxson's not even on a team. It's true. So, so we should buy Corey Coleman. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Corey, Corey Coleman. Coleman on IR, ready to go <laughs> next season. Giants could use him. Could use him. As the fourth receiver behind Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, and Still and Shepard. All I'm saying is Laquan Treadwell, 58-yard touchdown this past week. Hey-o. Incomplete blown coverage. <laughs> Of course it was. I could have caught that ball for Treadwell. a touchdown. Yes, I know. Did you man. see that touchdown? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Complete blown coverage. Completely blown. Um. So Parker is you get you'd have to imagine most Parker owners that if they're out of the playoffs, mind you, mm-hmm. would be like, oh dude, I'll just, I gotta get rid of Parker now. He's he's hot. Like, would you gamble on this continuing? Like you said, the fifth year Robert Woods is a good example, leaving Buffalo after a year, four year. Would you give up a twenty twenty second for Parker? Yes. Oh yeah. I really would. Very easily. The the only part would even get close is if it was like top three. That would make me hesitate a little bit, but I probably still would. I, de- I definitely would. Even 2-1, Matt? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have to think about it very long either. Because the upside's there and he comes back. Yep. It's risky. It's it, definitely risky, but... But the upside is clearly there. What to give me a white t-shirt, some sunglasses, and uh, just some socks. I'm going to get risky business with you guys, too, <laughs> and I'm all in on this Devontae. Nice. Listen, anytime you're going to talk about Devontae Parker, I've been a truther for him for, what, five years? It's his fifth year, so yeah. yeah. So <laughs> makes makes sense. I've been saying how, how many times I've mentioned eighty-inch wingspan with acrobatic catches <laughs> over the last five years. It's been the most redundant thing that comes out of my mouth with Devontae Barker because I just liked him so much coming out of Louisville. It was my one-one receiver uh, at the time, and I'm just happy to see him finally putting together. Yep. Um, James Washington, wide receiver ten over the last four weeks, and we talked about Deontay Johnson. Like, who he looks good to be the guy here. James Washington's made a real big push here. And really over the last couple of weeks, too, with Bucky, uh, Duck Hodges, yep. where, you know, again, the backup quarterback, the other receiver on here has been like the third receiver in the team, probably worked a lot more together out here. James Washington, we loved him coming out. Absolutely. Loved him coming mm-hmm. out. Had him ranked really high. Deontay Johnson looked really good this year. Where, where, where are we looking at these two guys? With Big Ben, well, because what I like is now that the Steelers are opening up a little bit and going downfield more, and that's where James Washington's really yep. coming into effect. You know, James Washington's at his best when he actually get the ball downfield. And I mean, with with Hodges, he's well, he had three catches for ninety eight yards and a touchdown, four catches for four, 111 yards and a touchdown, and that's his last two games. And he's only done that on eleven targets in those two games. Yep. But they're also opening that offense up a little bit more and they're going to big play 
And that's what's going to be really good for Big Ben when Big Ben comes down next year. So you're going to have Deontay Johnson coming there, James Washington coming in, and then you have Juju Smith-Schuster, who should you would everybody would expect would do big better better with Big Ben there as well. Sure. Who's the guy to own here in Pittsburgh? I'll wait for you, Garrett. <laughs> uh, I mean, all things being equal, it's obviously still it, Juju. It's still Juju, right? But um, but for the price. For me, it's James Washington. I loved him preseason. It looked like I was going to have to eat some crow on that uh, because I, I talked about all the vacated targets. It was a second year in the offense, blah, 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 blah. And then he looked awful the first few weeks uh, of the season. But it seems like he's finally getting comfortable. It seems like they're finally targeting him, like you said, downfield, where that's really what he does well. Uh, I mean, the catch that he had against the Browns this week where easily could have been pass interference and you know all this stuff, and he's falling and still makes this catch in the end zone. I mean, the, the ball skills are there, clearly. And that's what we saw in uh, you know when you watch his college tape. He was good at contested catches. For a guy that was only 5'11", right. he played much bigger than that. Yep. And he's starting to finally show that in the NFL. He had two great catches versus the Browns. So one up the sideline where he yeah, caught over the back shoulder. Too, it was great. And it ends up, I'd, like my kids, I was swearing at the TV. But I told them, I was like, I was like look at how good, because my buddy was over, I was like, I like James Washington. So I was like happy for him, but very right. upset. Right. Browns. Absolutely. But I was like, look at how exceptional that play is. It's tipped by the defensive back. He's falling backwards. He keeps his eyes on the ball. It goes back. It bounces off him and then bounces back to him. He never lost concentration while falling and they caught it for a touchdown. I was like, that is such good awareness in how you play wide receiver in the NFL. Like, never take your eyes off the ball. Always just, you know, always go for the ball. And he, like, we mentioned him when he gets the ball in his hand. He, what's he get? Like the Debo Samuel running back right, kind absolutely. of style running back. Yep. And physical. And he, he's been showing that a lot more coming to his own these last two weeks. And that touchdown catch, just like that Corlin Sutton t- touchdown catch was like, wow, for me. Mm-hmm. This one wasn't as amazing as difficult, but that – it's a, a tough catch. Half the receivers in the NFL are not going to make that catch. Nope. They're not, and he made it. It was a difference between his team winning and losing a football game. So, for me, it's tough because I everything I said about Deontay Johnson earlier in the year, I still feel really good about because I think he's a really nice receiver. Mm-hmm. James Washington, everything I said about him scouting him, now, all of a sudden, these last couple of weeks, is like, wow, this is the guy I thought he would be. And such few targets, too, he's producing at this high level. So, yep. like... When Big Ben comes back, where's the stand? So um, really what we're saying is buy Big Ben next year. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> we I like mean, all three of these right. guys. And that's the thing. They, I mean, it's definitely an offense that can support more than one yep. uh, wide receiver. But I guess it's it's trying to figure out who the other guy is because it's most likely going to be Juju. So who's the other guy? And and right now it looks like James Washington. And, and like you said, you know, obviously downfield stuff. Um, is James Washington's kind of forte, and, and Big Ben throws a nice deep ball as well. So let me ask you guys this. So as as the season goes by and things settle down and things get a little bit more in, a high, in, a, in hindsight, you think Juju's a sell this offseason then? With the emergence of Deontay and the emergence of James Washington, those talents aren't going anywhere. It doesn't matter how Ju- – Juju didn't do anything huge this year. He didn't take no big, massive step forward. You made a counter argument where, okay, like AB, something's going to take the offense, you know, defensive backs mm-hmm. away from Juju. But again, the number one defensive backs are still probably going to go to Juju Smith Schuster, which are open up sure. more things for these guys, which would then, which then get them the looks, right? Is Juju, for where he's valued in the eyes as a wide receiver one in Dynasty, 
is that worth the sell by itself? We talked about like, ooh, the the fluidity of running backs, right? If you could sell Juju for Debo Samuel mm-hmm. and a first. Oh, I would do that in a heartbeat. I would, unless it's like 112 maybe not, but anywhere like top eight, absolutely. I just I just like Debo more than I, I like Debo too a lot too. Like, so. Oh, I love Debo. Yeah. So if I, I was think able he was to get my Debo, second wide receiver this year, if I was able to get Debo and a first round pick, I would do that in a heartbeat. I wouldn't care if it's one twelve. I wouldn't really? either, to be honest. I'd have to think about it. I'd have to think. It's close. I just don't. Again, it, it's it's silly sometimes in in fantasy to say, oh, after like one year of awesomeness and one year of suckiness, like oh, he's just, he's not oh sell sell sell. It's easy, but it's, you have to balance these decisions because then. Sure. Here's the thing. If Juju comes out next year, is the same thing. You won't get anything remotely close sure. to that. Remotely close. You'll probably still be able to get a 2021 first for him just because if he's tw- he'll be 23 years 23 old. 23 years old. So you know yeah. what I mean? And somebody's still going to be first for the upside. But, like, again, two years in a row, that's that's a scale I don't want to be on, right? Right. Where I like Debo no matter what. So if I get Debo and he, he's just a wide receiver too, then I'm like, oh, I at least got – yeah, I didn't win the trade, but, you know – I didn't lose. I still got Debo, the build around, and I got the yep. first. So yeah, right, you get another crack at it. Yeah, yeah you talked me into it. I'd give the one twelve as well. Yeah. So to me, it's just like all that again. Risk. Okay. What did we see this year? Even when Juju was healthy, he was running some funky routes. He was drop, dropping some footballs. He had one game over hundred yards. Okay. So so all this being said, is there a scenario where one of these two guys or both of these two guys passes Juju? Is that what you're? Is that what you're trying to see in the future, and that's why you're suggesting sell? I would say potentially in two years. I wouldn't say next year they'd pass them, but I think it's a potential that just how we saw. We've, here's we've seen Pittsburgh do it over and over and over again. They let the big guy walk, another guy walk, just to pay another guy. You know, hey, they see it like, oh, Juju, nope. you're really good. Oh, you want twenty million a year? Uh, you know, James Washington only wants fourteen. Let's pay James Washington. You know, and talk about similar biceps, like eight member, like uh, sure. Plexico, and it was, it was that Antonio Brown and Plexico? Is that who it was? It was, they didn't pay Plexico. They, and, and they then, gave, and they gave Antonio Brown, they offered San, Plexico. No, San Antonio San Antonio Holmes, Holmes was, was in there. And then after him was Mike Wallace. Right. And then after Mike Wallace was Antonio Brown. So, no. So it was Mike Wallace. They offered Mike Wallace a contract. Mike Wallace said no. And they get offered the exact same contract. The exact same contract that Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown said yes. Yep. And they paid Antonio Brown, and Mike Wallace walked. That's what it was. Yep. Yeah, and he went to Miami. He went to Miami, sucked balls. Yep. Yeah. And we're not talking gumballs. Um, so for me, I it just, again, I, I've seen enough from them where I like them enough to know they're going to get targets and they're going to catch footballs. I mean, I mean, I'm excited, you know, whereas in earlier in the year, I was not at all for James Washington. You yep. know what I mean? Nope, so. I'm, I'm back. I'm, and if I had to pick one, I'm flip-flopping back to James Washington. Okay. Flippity-flop. But it's close. I still it like Deontay close. Johnson. Like I, I don't hate either one. I'm on, bo- like I'm on both their bandwagon. <laughs> and there's a situation where it can pan out, like Matt said, where like they're the guys in Pittsburgh three years from now, two and a half years from now, and not Juju Smith Schuster, and maybe they trade, maybe some other trade. You know what I mean? Crazy, crazier things have happened. All right, dude. So we've been doing this for an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, it's it uh, was supposed to be a short show. I thought. Oops. <laughs> Way to go, Garrett. <laughs> um, so we can't talk about a couple of guys being this list like Robert Woods and Mike Williams and their touchdown regression. Robert Woods looked great. Mike Williams, I'll say this really quick. Another amazing catch Fantastic. this weekend. Uh, the he's guys, fi- he's finally starting to make us look good. 
all the way here at the end of the season. So here's maybe a, we're just a season early it, on him. Maybe the here, talent's there. Here's just, why I'm going to say, and we're going to end on this, why you should go out and still buy Mike Williams. And I feel just as strongly as I did in the beginning of the year. And this is, I never thought this would have been a problem, but the problem is Philip Rivers. He can't get the ball to him. He can't get the ball to him. Are you guys finally on board? Have you guys witnessed it now? Oh, yeah. The guy, he just looks like he's shot putting the ball out there. Like, he just, absolutely. I've seen a lot. All right. I'm glad. He needs needs to go go to to the other side. He needs to go, man. He's done. Philip, go towards the light. Daddy daycare time. Go towards the light, Philip. Wow. Go go raise your little miniature baseball team. (laughs) Yeah, it's Mike. Philip Rivers' problem. Mike Williams' talent is there. He's an absolute buy still. Yep. You put this guy on a different offense. You put this guy on New England as a number one op- weapon on there. He is a, I'm telling you, I feel just as strong about Mike Williams now as I did in the beginning of the year. He's a wide receiver one. You know what would be interesting? We didn't, we didn't get to him, and I put him at the end of the list, and I shouldn't have. But with Gardner Minshew now taking over in Jacksonville, Nick Foles, San Diego, I could see it for what it's worth. Well, so you're going to suck there too? <laughs> You can't tell me it's worse than Philip Rivers right now. He could at least get the ball down. He could get the ball to Mike Williams. As long as his clavicle holds up. He's he's getting the ball to DJ Chark. I'd rather just uh sign Teddy Bridgewater. I mean that's an option too. Or any or draft a guy. Or you hate that much. Dude, he just I mean, he, come on, dude. It's listen, if you need a spot start, you know That's a thing. He's he's good in like a two to three game stretch. Anything past that he gets exposed. And I think that's just the book on him at this point. And he got fifty million guaranteed, and we all know why, you know, he's got a nickname, so he, life is good for <laughs> Nick. Okay. I don't I don't care about poo pooing on him because What's his nickname? Uh Big D Nick. Oh. Yeah. Didn't know that. You well, really didn't know that? No. Oh. I know they call him Big Dick Nick. How would I know that? Why, why do you know that? I mean, I know that. He knows oh, it. All right. What, do you think I'm some kind of perv McGurv? Because uh, I thought Mr. King Pervy McGurvy, you'd be all over there. I'm like, oh, yes. Oh, big dick, dick. I know it. I missed it. Yeah, man. it's his name. Dude, his locker roommates call him that. Nice. I don't think it's for, I think it's for a certain reason. It's because he plays big in big games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. That's exactly. why. Yeah. This is gospel show. Tell all right. Him. Tell him. <laughs> tell him, Garrett. Tell him, Steve, Dave. Yeah. So, to, yeah. So, everything... <laughs> Mike Williams, wide receiver one. In the meantime, good luck to everybody in their first playoff game. Good luck if you got a bye. If you didn't get a bye and you're out of the playoffs, hey, the offseason, it never stops. There is no offseason, nope. right? The work starts now. Everybody else is getting ready for playoffs. You get a jump start on that 2020 class. The best way to do it is to jump in that dynasty nerd's fill room. Garrett, how many how many prospects we have up there? Oh, uh, I would say easily 170. 170 videos? Oh, videos total. Prospects. Just for 2020 alone, I think we got about 50, I would say, right in that ballpark. That's a lot of free time you can spend getting ready for this 2020 class. And this is this film is just as important now as it will be six months from now. Right, and ten more ten more players, and then we have a full five round draft right there. Yeah, oh, and that's not to mention all the 21 and 22 class we have in there as well. We do have some of that. Nice. So make sure you join the nerd herd today. That's right. For the price of a cup of coffee, you get the bonus podcast. We're going to redo the ring, the rookies next uh, episode on the nerd bonus podcast. You get the buy sell tool. You get all our rankings, which are super flex, Devi, rookies, tight end premium. Standard PPR. You get a dynasty film room. We're going to have the mock draft tool eventually, here eventually. Eventually, at some point. Yeah, eventually, it's, it's coming up. It's got to be done. And then someday. What, but but here's but here's another promise we'll make you too is once the the mock draft tool is done, we're going right into another tool. Yep. 
Absolutely. We're just going to keep it keep it rolling. We're going to keep on keeping on. And I think next week, too, um, I think we're going to try and give away some of the Nerd Herd memberships. So I'm going to get a promo code for you. Maybe next week we'll give away some Nerd Herds, like Sweet. monthly memberships to give you kind of a taste. Yes. You know what I mean? And this past weekend, if you follow us on Twitter, we had a, we opened up the Dynasty Film Room for everybody to see it. Yeah, I know quite a few people took advantage of that to to take a look at it, and I, I think there were some people who were like, yeah, I can't pass up on this. Ended up yes. subscribing. Get that $25 deal that we had oh. going for Black Friday. Oh, what a deal. How'd you miss out on that? Hope you didn't. The cheapest, we're, the, we're the cheapest little dirty birds around. All right. But we just want everybody to be involved. That's you, why. You speak for yourself, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a milkshake? I'll do anything you need me to do. I like milkshakes. Uh, so we'll be back next week. Uh, in the meantime, if you want, leave us a rating review on iTunes, unless you're that one douchebag who loves us one star because he said the nerd, he spent over $50 on the nerd and couldn't get anything out of it. He's tried multiple times to reach out to people. I just hate when people lie. I just hate it. I hate liars. All right. I don't know. You don't, I don't know, know the situation. Yeah. I'll tell you about it later. I, All right. Yeah, I time. saw it too. I even called him. I was like, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so like if you can leave a, if you want to leave a rating review to offset that douchebag, uh, we'd appreciate it on iTunes. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> And of course, if you want to buy a Dine Center t-shirt, they're on the website. They're the most comfortable t-shirt you'll ever wear in your life. Guaranteed to make you look better, increase your sec- sex life, and guaranteed to increase your high five intake. So make sure that arm is, that hand is comfortable for some slaps. Yeah, give it to me. We'll be back next week. Adios. Long stuff. Ready, set, put up. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.